0: So one reason why I asked that question is because I, I'm kind of a philosophy hobbyist. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, you can see behind me are these guitars and so I'm a musician, uh, Mm -hmm. but philosophy is kind of my, my hobby, which I guess for some people it would be the other way around. Some people really like, uh, you know, reading books or something. And for me, my hobby is I guess, philosophy. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so okay. um, moral philosophy is something that I like focusing on quite mm-hmm. a bit um, because in a way it's sort of like what drives our behavior. And then kind of what you were saying, moving towards a a bigger goal, the the for humanity to improve. Mm. And so I, I think a lot about behavior and how, um, and morality and how the things that we do affect, uh, the people around us and then affect, uh, Mm. the world and affect how we are going to turn out as humanity. And so with, with kind of, Thinking a lot about morality and what good behavior or bad behavior might be, we can Mm -hmm. sort of slowly move towards a greater good Mm
1: -hmm. so
0: that we can kind of agree upon maybe some of these things that Mm -hmm. might be better things to do or Mm -hmm. agree that, you know, some of these decisions might not be good decisions to do and so in in some ways it is just like i like what you had said about um what what we perceive as threats mm-hmm. and how uh, what sort of rewards we're driven by yeah and so in in some ways morality is kind of that as well mm-hmm. <laughs> and so how we perceived threats how we move forward and the decisions that we make Mm. uh in order to make life better for ourselves and the people around us
1: Mm -hmm yeah (laughs) no i i get it i get it i see interesting wait so sorry are you recording this you are yeah okay (laughs) i I think um it's kind of difficult for us to fully try to predict i mean at the end of the day like we're 7.8 7.8 billion, I think, uh, people mm-hmm. like, you know, different circumstances, different upbringing, like completely different, like everything that we consumed, uh, being raised, right? Like, I think it's, it's very difficult. I think in order for us to track down, like what scares them, what motivates them, like it's really truly up to the individual, uh, given the circumstances, um, but yeah, I, I, see what you mean. I, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and I guess you can also take different approaches to that as well, because in a, in a way, a lot of different areas of study, if you will, all kind of have some sort of goal. Mm-hmm. And so with economics or business, mm-hmm. uh, the goal or what you were saying about like, having a dream or an inspiration, something to move towards. Mm -hmm. I feel like with economics or business, it's sort of like creating more uh, opportunities for yourself to grow, creating more opportunities for others to grow Mm -hmm. uh, so that more people are able to do the things that they uh, dream about. And so uh, in a way like economics is another way of trying to reach that goal of making the world a better place. And so maybe morality talks about like, what things can we do to make the world a better place? And sometimes economics is like, what are, what is money doing and how is that making the world a better or worse place? And how do we want to use capital to improve the world or, uh, improve ourselves or achieve goals or whatever that might be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's exactly the reason I chose economics because like business, I mean, when we talk about business success versus like humanity success or, um, like, like you said, each study has its own goal. Right. And then sometimes that goal conflicts with other other areas of study. And when we talk about business, I think, I mean, it really comes down to the success matrix is all about like the financial matrix, right? Like how much money you make tomorrow, like day after tomorrow, like money now, then later that's capitalism. That's, that's business. But in economics, I think it has more macro picture of how things affect in human's life people's life. That's why it touches a little bit about uh, education. It touches a little bit about technology. It would really touch like about politics. So it, it has more space for caring for impacting people. And right. I really like that uh, about economics other than business because once again, like business um, it's all about money and then I mean, I, I'm not against capitalism or business at all. Like I think business is something um i i think we should have it in the system uh competition is good that that's what drives us but um i think that notion of like only caring for the money only caring for um just money tomorrow is something that i conflict with my personality as well so that's why like you know when i first started the um one of my venture like I had my sales partner because like, I mean, I I wouldn't say I'm bad at sales. I'm actually pretty good, but I just like, you know, like I'm not, I think I, I value happiness and I value uh, people more than money that I tend to give more. Like I tend to, like, I tend to slip out the thinking of business sometimes. And I just feel like, eh. Why don't I just like give it, give it, give it, give it. Right. (laughs) Uh, But I think long-term, this is something that once again, I, uh, I heard from Gary too. Like he said, like lots of businesses focus on money tomorrow, the short-term money. And then, you know, it's all about, you know, Forex, uh, drop shipping, like all this businesses where people come out and say, look how much money I made in this matter of like two, three months. But, it really doesn't work like that. I mean, (laughs) like you romanticize entrepreneurship a lot in this generation and I'm, I'm guilty of that too. Like when I first started, like I didn't necessarily understand the true concept of being entrepreneur. And that's why like I had to do a little bit of experiment myself, but then really come to the point where I found out like that. I say with all the context I'm, given right now, it's really the only option I have because my pro is bigger than the cons. So, you know, now I really don't have any hesitance or regret of choosing certain paths or certain pattern of things that I do. But, um, you know, I think a lot of people jump on to the idea because it's like so romantic and it's so like a bubbly uh, topic that's talked about everywhere. And then they sincerely have wrong idea of what it's like, because I mean, a lot of entrepreneurs are, uh, quote unquote stupid because we, (laughs) we only choose to be entrepreneur, to work for 80 hours a week, that uh, giving up 40 hours a week, uh, with a stable income. (laughs) So like, that's, that's kind of the concept, but like people don't show that part of, but instead we show, um, this you know, look how much money we made in just a matter of two months, three months, and you can do the same. Like, and then you know that that's just conversion. Like, so this is I'm borrowing the word from Gary. Like he says, Nike, why do you buy Nike for long term? Uh, Nike, that's because Nike built a relationship with you. Nike wasn't conversion. Like you don't you, they didn't focus on conversion today or tomorrow, like they focus on building a relationship and trust with you. So in long-term, like it's, it's probably a better business strategy even that like you feel like you're giving a lot, but then in the end, like it also makes you build the relationship rather than conversion today and tomorrow. And then you acquire more like a returning customer that way. So I think still, there is a way to make being a good person, um, even in business. Um, but uh, I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I think, uh, I think you were getting right yeah. back to it is it does seem like there, there tends to be conflict with, uh, moral behavior and, uh, Business mentality. Uh, I feel like one of the uh, trappings of capitalism is that it tends to uh, look for, I guess, a hundred percent growth at all times, or more consumption, more, 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 um, and that doesn't necessarily equate to making the world a better place, or. Uh, whatever it might mean because it's a little bit more self-interested. And so I, I feel like there are times when the goal of obtaining more wealth, uh, supersedes the desire to make the world a better place. And sometimes these people don't have the desire to make the world a better place and they only want to, uh, enrich themselves. And so, uh, That's where a lot of these ideas of like, well, I'll, I'll help myself, but I, it's not going to help anyone else and screw you anyways. And, and that can be really harmful to lots of people. And I, I like what you're saying is that like, you can, you can definitely be uh, successful. You can definitely uh, have a, a a profitable business without necessarily having to hurt other people.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Uh, no I, how? I hope
1: that, <laughs> <laughs> no I hope internet is like making that more even visible like I, I hope that internet is contributing us to move in that direction where we're more like a relationship based era in business like where you know our true intent can come out because we make us like authentic. Like we present us authentically and the customers really see our intention. Like if that's the case, if that will be the case, like we can probably uh, to the point where we can't really fake it. Then I think that'll be actually good for business uh, businesses because then we, we needed to focus on growing us, right? Like growing our moral, like authentically uh, instead of like try to fake it. So I, I hope that the internet plays a role in that, that way people will focus on uh, being a good person in business.
0: Yeah. And I mean, the internet does make us more connected, but uh, a lot of times people do tend to try to blame the internet or social media for how uh, hostile people are towards each other. Uh, But that's kind of blaming the tool rather than uh, blaming uh, like ourselves or accepting responsibility for the fact that we've allowed ourselves to express this uh, crummy behavior. But right. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I agree mm-
1: with you. Like, I mean, uh, do you know Tony Robbins? I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Tony, Tony Robbins too. T- Tony. Uh,
0: I know a little bit, but okay. Uh, <laughs>
1: so Tony said something interesting. He said, uh, money only magnifies people. So, you know, if you're, you know, selfish person, like uh, not caring person, whatever, whatever. When you don't have money, don't expect that you will become the otherwise when you have the money. Like you, and then I think that's so true. Like money don't change people. I think it just only magnifies who you truly are uh, when you have more of these things. And then when you have that mindset, like you really don't have any excuse. Like, like you said, like it's a tool and that allows us to do things at scale. But in the end, like, the cause of that is us still. So we really don't have any excuse. And other than blaming on something, like, we need to get to work. Like, we need to change the fundamental things. So I, I very much agree with you.
0: Yeah. that's. I'm kind of noticing an interesting thing uh, with you is that even though you don't necessarily fully resonate with, uh, Japanese culture mm-hmm. there are elements in kind of your philosophy that like you do want to see uh, the best of humanity you do want to see people flourish and while in Japanese culture kind of the way that you had explained is like we're succeeding whenever you are be- being a successful cogging the machine mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and kind of the American perspective that you took is like, we're succeeding whenever we allow ourselves to fail and grow. And so it, it looks like you've taken the, these two kind of different philosophies and combined them. And so it's like, when we allow ourselves to grow and fail, we can succeed, not just for ourselves, mm-hmm. but to the benefit of everyone else.
1: Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm really happy that you said that because that was my goal. Like I, like I had this period where I got to work, uh, with and for a lot of different innovators and entrepreneurs and investors now back in Seattle, because I was working in this, like a very tech savvy environment with lots and lots of startups, companies, and, 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 you know, even like a little bit like a San Francisco and everything. Like I, I went to some conferences there and I, uh, I met some people like, and then these people are very much like that. Like they, I, I, what I really liked about the technology industry, the stripes in technology industry was like, it still had that space for, um, creating the world, better place rather than like, making a selfish money. Like these tech entrepreneurs were very future forwarded thinkers and they really thought of the success as success of humanity. They wanted to contribute to, um, make the world a little bit a better place. Like, and I was so inspired by it. Like I, I thought, wow, like, you know, the, I, uh, all I knew at the Time was business. Like I thought, um, like my my thinking in that direction wasn't deep enough. But I, yeah, that year, like I just got a lot of a lot of inspiration from all these f- incredible people, and I noticed that like this is the angle I need to uh, pre- like proceed because I need to be able to think at the bigger scale. I need to be able to think at. Successful humanity rather than successful all like online, mine. Um, and yeah, so I'm really frankly just glad that you said something like that, because that was where, where I wanted to be. Um, and yeah, I, I think I have that now. I, um, yeah. And then as I said in the previous episode, I guess we talked about my definition of love. And I think it plays a role into that as well because I'm a caring person and I think I carry a lot of loves in the definition I define, which is the willingness and the caring. So I want to be able to provide the loves to people, the humanity, also myself, my dream. And I think that's my ultimate goal right now is I don't I never want to be uh, a person, neutral person like. I always want to care for people. I'm, I'm talking about macro sense. I'm not talking about mm-hmm. operation, but I'm talking about like life theme. I always want to be the person who's passionate, always want to be the person who's able to make other people feel something. I want to provide loves like distribute loves and then careful people and careful things, careful ideas, careful. Like I, I never want to be neutral. Um so once again, sorry, I, I got caught up and I forgot where we
0: were <laughs> That's once. okay. That, that's part of the, the fun of the, the freeform conversation anyways. Okay, good. <laughs> um, kind of a, a thought that I have, and I guess just, I'm going to ask questions, but you can feel free to ask me questions too, yeah. uh, is uh, I guess as you're doing life of education Mm -hmm. and you're talking to people with different ideas of success and how they achieve that success, what's kind of been something that you've learned talking to all of these different people that you wouldn't have known yourself?
1: Uh, I mean like, okay. So with my book being announced, I have been focusing a lot more on, uh, my book, So I haven't had opportunity to talk with a lot of people just yet, but I mean, I met like some really, really interesting people because I have podcast for both life app, but I also have that for foreign connect. And I, um, so with foreign connect, I focus on digital transformation, e-commerce and startup incubation. Mm -hmm. And basically I interview people from America or from abroad who want to, um, work with Japanese clients and then interview them about how they do things in these three pillars. And then, <clears throat> so lots of, lots of like smart individual with like really advanced skills, with like super, super rockstar, like work experiences and everything. So they were very, they have been very, very, um, interesting to me, but one of them particularly comes to my mind. Actually, I, he was so interesting that I just had to have him in both show because he's just like, oh my God, like mind blowing. He's a scientist. he works as a scientist um the pretty much well i wouldn't say whole life but uh the first um half of life i guess he studied biology chemistry i think medicine even um in princeton university and then Mm. so he had this like a really good job like super established corporate uh scientist like right like on top and uh he was was super stable, like made a lot of money. And then he all of a sudden just decided to quit. And then he would just go on his own startup, right? Like funding his own startup. And since then he's funded accelerator for biotech companies, uh, bi- well, biotech and food companies. And he's also uh, started his own companies and uh, he's read companies, he's advised the companies and, you know, he just meets a lot, constantly he meets a lot of interesting people. Now he's an advisor for startups. And one other thing I would say, I mean, like seriously, I cannot explain how much of a connection or the inspiration or admiration I had from his Conversation from our conversation, um, and I really like him. But so one other thing he said was very interesting, where we talked about how to be authentic in business, like how how to be authentically confident in business, because I think, um, like in business, also in marketing, the more you know, the more resources you can attract. And the more authoritative you appear, the more uh, trust and, once again, as a result, the resource you can attract to you, right? So it really puts us in this weird spot where we, we don't have to feel lack of confidence. But then because of this, like, pressure of us having to be the one who knows everything, every answer and it. Us being um, the uh, having the correct answer, right? And then I mean mm-hmm. that really conflicts with the idea of entrepreneurship because entrepreneurs are not they. We don't know all, but the difference is that we're courageous. That there is a it, there. There is always fear. The fear is not absent, but the difference of entrepreneur is we're courageous that we would do it anyways. That's it. Like there's no like we know better, right? Like we're, if anything, we're more vulnerable to risks and we were more vulnerable to rejections, but we do it anyways. Um, <laughs> so that's, that's how we roll. But then in business, like there's this tremendous pressure of like you having to, there's this tremendous pressure of the fear of being wrong, because when you're wrong, um, like you literally lose money, you lose your employee, you lose your whatever, right? Um, so I think uh, this is something I thought about for a little bit. Uh, like how can we be authentically confident in and give us a permission to pursue our dreams, right? Because we always feel like, is this, you know, does this sound strong enough for the investor or whoever we're pitching? And then we sometimes feel this need of showing them bigger than who we are and occasionally at the operation level it isn't uh, like it is necessary but when we reflect it as i guess a point of difference and then determine if that uh connects with our virtues like you know it's kind of questionable so I brought up up as a question to him and he was like, you know, we do this too. Like this is an exercise he does with his um, entrepreneurs he's worked with. And then one other thing he said is uh, have a confidence in your idea rather than in like in you, you're competent or you're like whatever. So, you know, this is talking about like a visionary leader. So what he said is basically, so you know this idea. And if you do this in this way, you know that it's better. And if you don't do it, who's going to do this right? Who's going to do this correctly? No one, because you have this vision that you want to convey to the world and you do it because it's better. So, that's why you do it and that was so mind-blowing to me like I never thought about it that way you know like I and then if I think about it that's so true like the vision that I have the way I want to communicate um about my life up like there's no one else in this world who can do exactly the way I want to do it and then that's why I do it like literally and I thought it was very um mind-blowing like uh intriguing because i just because i never thought about it like that and yeah anyway so that's just the one thing but he's he's mentioned like so many other different points i think a business and of life um so if you're interested you should definitely check it out um but anyway yeah so that's that's one thing i learned
0: what what is this guy's name
1: ron shigeta He's also half, I I think he's also half Japanese, but I mean, Shigeta is definitely a Japanese name. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What about you?
0: Uh, Well, it's it's an interesting thing. I mean, I've been doing this podcast for so long now. And so one of the main focuses of the podcast is that like philosophical grounding. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though not everyone that I talk to has necessarily these broad philosophical ideas that they always think about like I do I, I'm I'm weird and I'm the one who's always thinking about these things. Yeah. Uh, but it's like what it what I've really gotten is that there's so many different perspectives, so many different ways to live and yet everyone is, really interesting everyone has their own story everyone has their own way uh, that they live their life and that's been a super nice thing to know like I guess one reason why I asked the question do you believe humans are evil uh, is because I, I actually don't believe humans are evil by nature and more and more, the more people that I talk to from different walks of life, mm-hmm. the more that I learned that like everyone is human. Everyone has their own story and their own reasons. And it's, it's a really beautiful thing getting to just talk to different people, getting to know them on a different level and really finding out who people really are. And then lately, I've I've been talking to a lot of people that are more, uh, I guess, business minded, which I'm kind of not at all, (laughs) which is weird. Uh, But like, I kind of had this perception, uh, this prejudice assumption, whatever it might be that like, oh, business people are just kind of shallow money minded people and they don't really care about like, these philosophical ideas, but mm-hmm. what it really, what I've come to find is that lots of people are, like, that That philosophical grounding is the foundation for the way that people operate. And mm-hmm. so, you don't have to, uh, like, just because you are a business person or entrepreneur or whatever it might mean, doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you don't have a a deep reason for being the way that you are. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's been a nice thing that like any sort of negative prejudice or bias that I might've had uh, Mm -hmm. is falling away. The more people that I get to know. Mm -hmm. And uh, I also am getting like a lot of cool business advice. (laughs) Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's nice too. Uh, And so it's, it, it's funny. Like I, I'm seeing all of these ways in which like just improving my own life and improving other people's lives and seeing how mm-hmm. other people help each other, or how other people have found their own unique way mm-hmm. of becoming who they are or uh, finding their own success. Mm-hmm. And the more perspectives that I find, the more unique people are. And yet we are all kind of the same too.
1: i get it i see
0: um but then i don't know it's it's been it's been a funny thing too with with uh, covid that Mm -hmm. normally i i talk to a lot of like local people and a lot of musicians because i'm a musician uh Mm -hmm. but now that i've been doing more remote podcasts Mm -hmm. uh i'm getting a an even wider variety of people from different places
1: right and I mean, so, i'm from japan hello
0: <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Mm-hmm. and so uh, kind of like what you were saying about the internet where we're capable of being way more connected right uh, and the weird thing is that like we're all stuck inside but we're able to be way more connected if we let ourselves be. Yeah. And maybe sometimes people feel really alone during this time, mm-hmm. uh, but they're not It like nobody is alone. We're so capable of connecting with so many people.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: if we just find the right way
1: mm-hmm. of doing that. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> what do you think? Um No, I agree with you. I think, I mean, like, you know, connecting over this, like, you know, online video and everything, like, has never been a foreign idea to me, like, ever since I moved to another country. So, yeah, I still connect. I mean, like, for example, I don't have best friends living in the same country. It's very rare for me to have best friends living in the same country. (laughs) Uh, I mean, one of them is, I mean, a lot of them are still in America. One of them is in Dubai. Like I have another one in Sweden, like, you know, like everywhere. And um, actually I have one best friend here in Tokyo, but yeah, so we we usually do, you know, Skype and everything, like, all the time. So it's not very foreign to me. And I, I think I, one other thing I was thinking about in my head, um, to come back to your point, is you said, you know, that, like, you, you kind of found this new finding about people, like, being just them having their own story and just because you're a business person or entrepreneur, or whatever, like it's, it doesn't mean that their intention comes from, you know, shallow, like money oriented, you know, perspective. But <laughs> I, I was thinking like, that's probably, you know, one of the thing I talk about in my book is for example, um, you know, the behavior of like victimizing. Right. And I think, one of the things they need to abandon is to have this hallucination that they're special because we're, I mean, we're not that different because we're human beings and then we are living in the same era. We, I mean, like you, I I mean, to core, I know I'm not that special. Right. And I mean, not to be like negative about it. I think it's okay that I'm not that special. That's because we are ignorant people product of ignorant society. And like we're products of our previous generation, which took the same input and then comes out as a basically same output. And so there's (laughs) not that difference. Like if you put it in a chart, like there wouldn't be that outlier. Right. Um, so, um, to your point, I think I think the victim behavior. W- when I talk about victim behavior, I think one of the things they realize they need to realize is that the, whatever the problems they have, it's not unique. Um, there must be people out there in the world who has the same the same problem or the problem at the even bigger degree, right? Like so look like chill, like your, your problem is not serious at all. Like, right. Like, even if you, you look at as serious, like it really probably isn't serious. So <laughs> I thought about like this hallucination that we tend to think, um, you know, we have, we're different from each other, which puts us in like, how do you say sim, uh, not sympathy. Is it sympathy? Then empathy, there's difference. Mm-hmm. So, like, at the end of the day, I think we do have this hallucination of, like, us being so different from each other. But once again, like, to look at the humanity at the macro level, like, we're not that different. And at the end, like, once again, we are products of the same input. So we couldn't be that different. Um Yeah. Yeah, so I, I recognize that pattern too, and I think once again, I think that brings me a little bit of peaceful joy, uh, happiness. That's another, I guess, method that I use when I feel down or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's a that's a funny thing that. Uh, well, I I like that approach, and it's it's interesting because, it's it's something that a lot of people would hear and it would actually bring them down like oh you're not that unique or oh you like you can fail and stuff like that but I like that you are taking these sort of conventionally negative approaches or negative experiences and kind of applying them in a positive way it's hard to hear that like no you're not that unique there's 7.8 billion people on the earth there's bound to be someone else a lot like you. Uh, Mm -hmm. and, and whether you like it or not, that's true. Mm -hmm. And so you can either, uh, I don't know, ignore that fact or accept it and, and move forward and become a better person with that knowledge rather than having it hold you back.
1: Right. So I think once again, it, that's like the application of what we talked about, I guess, when I brought up the difference from Gary V like, you know, to the advice for new entrepreneurs, which is to say, don't listen to your positive or negative, listen to your market. And that's really that like, don't be so soft. Like, I mean, shit happens and things happen and that's okay. Like there's no further meaning to it. If you decide that things do mean something and moreover, negatively i mean that's going to define how you feel about it and then but you can also decide whatever meaning you attach to it as a positive and then you can just move forward and that's that i call as being strong
0: yeah yeah i i do find it the the notion of like positive or negative versus market and how that kind of relates to like your own personal growth as a human rather than just like what you, your goals are as a business. Like what is sort of your personal market in a way for your personal growth?
1: <laughs> Wait, so, uh, I'm sorry. What, was that the question?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like what is your huh. personal market rather than like a business market?
1: Personal, define personal market.
0: Well, no, I guess that's what I'm trying to figure out because it's like it is good to have that notion uh, from a perspective of like you you're trying to uh, you're trying to venture out into the world and succeed through a business, but then I feel like a lot of these business goals or business ideals or business values still actually really apply to one's own personal life and personal growth. And Mm -hmm. so taking something like, you know, I can fail, sure, can help with any sort of economic venture, but it also can be that way uh, personally. And so for me, uh, I'm a musician. And Mm -hmm. so something like practicing music and playing music and knowing that I can play a wrong note or play a wrong rhythm and that's okay. That's a personal value that I can hold and it can help me to grow. Uh, and so it's, it is good to know that I can mess up in music, uh, Mm -hmm. because that's how I improve. Uh, Mm -hmm. and so I guess I'm trying to find a way of applying that, uh, instead of listening to your positive or your negative, listen to your market, I'm trying to find a way of applying that personally rather than business-wise?
1: Um, I think that, like, we, we we say in business, but I think business is just a measure. It's just an indication. Like, it's just a definition according to finance. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. business itself doesn't necessarily, I don't like my personal opinion. Like I think business or capitalism itself doesn't necessarily have a fundamental idea, but rather it's like a vehicle. It's like a framework people apply to indicate how successful they are or how, like, you know, it just adds more context. So I think in life when you have a dream like aside from business it requires the same mental framework which is to start something and then pursue something keep keep your perseverance and then whatever whatever it takes for you to keep that perseverance you need to be willing to do whatever right like so I think it's just the same mindset framework like aside from business or anything, and like if you wanna make something happen, if you wanna take the ownership and the leadership, like if you want to initiate something in life, it still requires the same mental framework, which is to have this um or two phase of transition. First you need to decide and own the idea and quit bitching and start working. And then the second is to be willing. To be the lab provider, to be willing to just strive for whatever happens and then collect your mindset around it um, to appropriately so that you can look at things, uh, you know, hardships and hits. You can take it and then be strong enough to keep pers- pursuing your dream. So, uh, to come back to your question, I think it's not the question of like, capitalism itself i think once again like a business in capitalism it's just like uh, this framework or the additional i guess system and the indication they place on the ideas but i think in life uh, it's a life skill it's a life skill to have this ownership it's a life skill to have Um, this courage to have the ownership and the courage to keep pursuing your dream.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, have, have these lessons applied to your personal life as well, rather than just like, I have these goals about, you know, furthering my business have, have these things, uh, helped you in just like, I want to work out more. I want to have better habits and stuff like that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. uh, I go to the gym five times a week, like every day Well, five times a week (laughs) Um, (laughs) for, I started like four years ago and I never stopped. Um, And yeah, I mean, it's been playing off and, and like, for me, it's more like, it's not the workout itself, but it's more like that mindset shift. It's more like that feeling of, I need to push. I need to like, if I quit now, like I can't like, you know, the only thing I will make sure is that I will continue. And that's how I'm going to outwork everybody else. Like, you know, so that's like, that's just the point where I can shift my mind to be competitive, edgy, like, so I, I, I do that. And I think was I think I mentioned this very quickly earlier, but it's kind of like a revenge also at the same time. Like I build up this revenge of like, look, like you're going to be, you're going to lose if you don't keep pursuing. And do you want to lose or do you want to, you know, like, you know, my pain of losing is bigger than uh, having to do the workout, like, which is like just one two three well, I guess one two hours of just everyday workout right so you know that keeps me up and keep going
0: yeah no that's really cool yeah do you do, you <laughs> do
1: something like that
0: uh I it's weird because like my habits are in flux at the moment uh just because of the world being in flux at the moment but mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah whenever I do uh it's it's a funny thing. Uh, I was just talking to my siblings about this, but like, uh, my brother has been reading this book called Tiny Habits, mm-hmm. and the the thing about kind of creating habits in your own life
1: mm-hmm. to
0: improve,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it may not have to be a a big thing that you do. Uh, they kind of talked about like if you do a a single push-up as your shower is warming up, mm-hmm. then maybe the next time you'll have the energy to do two push-ups, and next time you'll have the energy to do five push-ups. And then before you know it, you're doing like 20 push-ups every day, and that's way more than you would have done otherwise. And so it's like little things that you can do in your life to improve. And mm-hmm. so Parking farther from the grocery store so that you can walk a little bit more, mm-hmm. uh, and so whenever I was working from home, yeah. I I would work out every morning uh, before starting work, and it would be like a good thing to kind of motivate me to get up rather than just lie in bed, and I and I could tell the difference between the days where I like decided to skip that uh, versus the days that I actually did get up and start working out. Right. Uh, <laughs> and so it is, it is those, those tiny habits mm-hmm. that really do help. And so since I recently started a different job, mm-hmm. uh, those habits are in flux. And so I'm trying to find
1: mm-hmm. those
0: little things again.
1: <laughs> I see.
0: What are, this is kind of a separate question, but what do you think are going to be the struggles or are already the struggles in doing your uh, life up up education TV Mm -hmm. and sort of having that grow and become something? And how do you plan to face those hurdles?
1: Yeah, well... I'm a big believer of being optimistic and realist at the same time like for example I was riding on a car with my mom and she was doing this talk about you know like her her mother which is my grandmother got um, like a minor cough or minor whatever right like it wasn't anything major but she started saying like wow like what if she had a cancer what if she has like brain cancer what if she's like it's crazy stuff and you know her creativity was working in the direction that wasn't healthy at all like it was hurting her health even like i mean to have the negative thought like you have the mind and body connection so I mean, it's literally hurting your body. It's literally, by having that thought, like it's literally hurting your body. And by creating you the stress, that's not necessary, right? So I told her, look, like whatever you're worrying right now, like it doesn't, it hasn't even fucking happened yet. Like, what are you talking (laughs) about, right? Like, so she, she was basically worrying about things that hasn't happened. So I'm a big believer of that. Like, I feel like that's one of the thing that makes me courageous that's one of the thing that doesn't stop me or slow me down is to worry later do do it first worry later like whenever whenever something hits like that's when you figure out like i'm not i'm not interested in planning ahead like i'm not interested well i mean strategy wise yeah sometimes i do but then like in terms of like you know preparation for this, like, you know, what if my business goes this wrong way, blah, blah, blah. And if you do that, like, like you will die literally, like you, it's just so stressful (laughs) that you like think of all these scenarios that can go wrong, like you will like literally kill yourself. So to come back to your question, like, I don't necessarily think of those times because I think I'm going to figure something out.
0: Mm. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's a cool thing. Yeah. Uh, what, I guess, what skills are necessary in in doing it?
1: <laughs> I think, I think your willingness, like, when you are, when you know that it's your standard, like, it's your responsibility, like, when you truly own it, that it's something that you need to do. I mean, like, there's no other alternative way like you you clearly see the benefit of it you clearly see the vision you clearly see your motive like that's a first step uh, but then I guess another thing you you should have is um the willingness to look stupid the willingness to fail mm-hmm. the willingness to like I think people tell me I'm humble and that's I mean that's good I mean that's because like it helps me to be okay with failure because before i i i was surrounded by like a lot of fake people at one point in my life and then you know like these people didn't want to show the uh you know the i guess uh not cool side of their life even on social you know like what they put out it's like so perfect everything is so cool and you know they suffer zero like you know but you know in reality like there's a lot of insecurity if you want to present yourself in that way like i'm I'm a lot more authentic than these people that like i'm not afraid of looking stupid i'm not afraid of looking cool like i don't care about those things like i mean i mean like i think it's i if i say this It's probably more correct, which is I did care about these things, but I programmed my mind to come out from this mindset of I deserve this or I deserve that because I don't deserve shit. I deserve if I work on it. I deserve something if I threw myself at it and then do everything and anything that I can think of to have it. But like, so to, to your point, like I'm willing to take a good and bad of both side. And that's why, um, that, that's the mentality. I think you, uh, it's required for you to have this mindset.
0: Yeah, no, that's really cool. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, I guess one last thing. And it's a little bit weird, I guess, but, uh, or I guess different from what we've been talking about. Yeah what's something that you've been watching reading or listening to that you want other people to know about
1: uh no about can you go first what what about you
0: oh yeah uh I've been listening to a bunch of podcasts yes. all at once and so uh, one that one. I've yeah. Well, I mean not all at once, but like, you know, <laughs> I'm switching between different ones uh as they come out. Uh
1: but hold but, on. Sorry. Can I ask you one thing? How do you yeah, define how do you define good podcast episode?
0: <laughs> it depends what kind of podcast it is. Yeah. Uh so some podcasts are trying to be like this production sort of journalism kind of thing or a a kind of work of art in itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those, those do that really well. Whenever the, the audio is clean, there's a compelling story, whenever there's uh good music in it and everything kind of comes together to create a really good cohesive idea. Mm-hmm. And then there's other podcasts that are kind of the opposite of that. They're not trying to be polished or clean. They're really just being as, real and authentic as possible. And it's people just having conversations like we're having right now. Mm -hmm. And you can really get some pure wisdom from that. uh, Even if it's not cleaned up Mm -hmm. and, and that's kind of showing you the, the real way in which people uh, interact with each other and the real way in which people learn from each other. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I have different podcasts that that do both of those things, and so mm-hmm. like one podcast that I really enjoy that's more the the second thing that I mentioned. It's mm-hmm. it's unpolished, it's free form, and it's just people talking and genu- genuine curiosity. Is a yes. uh, tendentially speaking, uh, mm-hmm. this author Chris Ryan uh, has this podcast where he he talks to different people that he finds interesting. And his genuine curiosity is kind of what drives the conversation. And and they're usually people who are very different and kind of step outside of society's rules. Uh, and he himself is someone like that. He He's written two books, mm-hmm. uh, Sex at Dawn, which is about how our understanding about human sexuality and sex isn't what we – generally understand it to be and then he wrote another one called civilized to death and how society and civilization don't necessarily lead to the human flourishing that we think it's leading towards wow. um and so he it's he yeah 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 and so he he really thinks outside the box and i think that even though he his podcast is very free form and uh, is not very edited or anything, mm. that genuine curiosity and stepping outside the box always brings forth new perspectives that I really appreciate. Right. And then another one on the like clean, polished up work of art thing uh-huh. is a uh, revisionist history, and that's Malcolm Gladwell, uh, mm. who wrote i mean he's written several books but one of them uh that he's most popular for is outliers um and oh, yeah, I read he, that. Yeah. yeah yeah and so he he has these stories where he goes in and talks about like things in history or things that maybe in recent history that may have been perceived one way but he goes in and digs a little bit deeper and kind of tells mm. the story in the way that maybe it should have been told mm.
1: that's
0: and true. that's something that i really appreciate and so those are kind of the two extremes of like very unpolished and freeform conversation yeah. whereas revisionist history is is more cleaned up there's music there's a story everything is told in this nice arc and it, it's really good
1: <laughs> nice, nice. So,
0: what what's something that you've been into that you want people to know about?
1: No, I mean, I, I mean, I listen to many things, like you said, um, the same way I am. Um, I would say, I wouldn't like. I mean, I find a lot of good content, yes, but the person that I want to give the most credit for is Tony Robbins. Uh, you say you know him, right? Like I mean he's quite yeah, famous. Yeah. But really, like I don't know. Like other day I watched his video because he did this seminar with with his screen with like um like I don't know how many people, but like there were so many people. And I don't know what about that guy, but he's so loving. Like he's so you know, I mean I listen to a lot of business podcasts too. I listen to a lot of business people too. But like he, he's he's so passionate. He's very loving. He's very caring. And, you know, of course he's successful in business and investing in everything, but he's also like very humanly and i really enjoy his energy and you know i even like he almost cried by just watching this like five minutes clip of his last event like you know i really felt that like in this critical time with corona and everything he's still striving like he's still bringing people together he's still sending this positive message about how positive like, capable we are like you should watch this video i can send it to you but basically he had this he holded this event where he put together this entire like a super big screen of like thousands of people hold together. He can also uh, he can also see each participant because like the screen is surrounding him, right? And like I just see. I just got, it was just a clip of like five minutes and I instantly got this energy of like, wow, like this is what the leader should be. Like during this hard time, there are people who would, you know, blame and like, you know, um, break the unite and, you know, try to, you know, like blame on others and, you know, whine and bitch and blah, blah. (laughs) But then there's also this leader who, are trying to put us all together who's showing this possibility who's showing this positive message like it was so inspirational it was just five minutes but yeah so anyway so he has this very special power of just really like bringing the care all us together and then um the love and yeah so I would definitely give him the shout out because um (laughs) yeah he was one of the first person that changed me
0: that's awesome yeah yeah uh I am yeah please send me that video because I Yeah, see I that will, too. I will. It's, <laughs> it's really
1: cool to see like wow like
0: uh and I, I'm just remembering now a, a different podcast that I feel I don't know if it gets enough credit but uh it's called the portal with Eric Weinstein who's a mathematician mm. but he's he likes to think outside the box as well, mm-hmm. kind of like how Chris Ryan does and the stuff that I explained. And so the portal has been a great way of experiencing new ideas, experiencing new perspectives and perspectives that people don't normally like to talk about, or sometimes perspectives that are really uh, dense. And cause I mean, he is a mathematician and he talks mm-hmm. to physicists and talks about physics and Whoa. like dense topics like that. And Kind of presents them in a way that sometimes might be difficult to understand, but by hearing these conversations from people that think in this very advanced way, Mm -hmm. I think allows everyone else to be able to be a part of that conversation too. That you don't necessarily have to have this huge background Mm -hmm. in math or physics or science or business or whatever it might be to be able to be a part of that conversation that's something that i really enjoy about eric weinstein's show so yeah <laughs>
1: i'll check
0: that out. um Natsne, thank you so much for doing this with me uh once again plug your stuff where can we find you and your things
1: Yeah, um, my name is Natsune I'm an author of The Game of Self-Domination, which is coming on August 27th. And you can find it through my website, which is lifeupeducationtv.com. I have all my social links listed on my website. I have Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn, uh, YouTube. So you can check my stuff out there. Uh, You can also buy my book through Amazon and also from my website.
0: Heck yeah do it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So once again, thank you so much. Uh, I'm Santiago Ramones.
1: And I'm Natsunaoki.
0: You can find everything that I do on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. I make music. Bloom is available now streaming everywhere. Put it on in the background or show it to your friends so you can all enjoy it together. You can also buy it on Bandcamp and get bonus content so you can sit alone in the dark with your headphones on and listen to the album in its entirety while reading and looking at the bonus content. I also make music with PowerCycle, an experimental electronic trio. Our first completely improvised album, Too Many Damn Cables, is streaming everywhere. More to come from PowerCycle in the future. To support this podcast, leave reviews, comments, tell your friends about it, and buy my music because by supporting me, You're supporting the podcast. I always end the podcast with my three things. They shape my life philosophy. Those three things are love never fails. It's going to be okay. I might be wrong.